Welcome to the Keeping It Israel podcast with Jeff Futers, where Jeff and his guests talk everything Israel as it relates to Christian faith and the church. If you are a Christian and you stand with Israel, you will be encouraged and challenged by this podcast. And if you're not so sure about the whole Israel thing, you need to learn how your faith connects with Israel and why standing with Israel matters. Now here's Jeff with today's guest. Thank you for joining us for the podcast today. And uh, today, this podcast is part two. We started last week with Daniel and Jalene Geppert from Herzliya, Israel. And uh, they shared with us their story of how the Lord brought them together, called them together into ministry. And uh, today, we're going to pick up that conversation and listen to what it is that they are doing in the city of Herzliya as they work with the King of Kings Ministries and the, the congregation there in that city. So, Let's uh, join the conversation already in progress. Don't know. You just, you just don't, don't know. know. Yeah. So that's how so, it happened. Two years commuting. And how long now have you been at Herzliya total? It's almost three and a half, three and a half years. Three and a half years. So, so when you transition to live there full time, um, I know a little bit of the backstory. I'm just a little fuzzy on some of the timing. You guys, when you first went to help the congregation there you you helped to transition them into a location an actual physical location that you leased it was more of an office building type space and you guys made it work i know there was lots of challenges you had to do some renovations and but but really the the heart was to have some sort of permanent location and i've been in this place that god provided for you and I'm still blown away that you guys have this. So, so talk to us a little bit about where you're at now and, and how you got there. So uh, you got it all right. Uh, our first service that we, we led as, as pastors was the very first service in our own facility for the very first time. Yeah. Before that, it was always somebody's home. Uh, so that was for two years in an office building. We made that somehow work. Looking back, I don't know what we were thinking or yeah. how we did it. Uh, but anyway, so we at the end of the two years, we, we had to make a decision and either uh, renew the contract uh, or find something else. And uh, over the two years, we, we had always, uh, well, especially Chalene, I couldn't see myself doing it, but Chalene always had that thought, like, could we not find a big house where we as a family could live in and have the, the service and other congregational events uh, there as well? Which, again, as a pastor kid, uh, where sometimes you're in a situation like this uh, with your family, and I was uh, for some time, uh, that wasn't really the ideal for me. But, and we, we had some other people say it's not really possible like you never find anything like that way too expensive uh, your landlord will never allow this yeah uh, especially when it comes to music what's your mm-hmm. in your neighborhood it's way too loud mm-hmm. uh, so but Chile was like let's let's just try it mm-hmm. and she she contacted a real estate agent mm-hmm. and we just looked at a lot of 10 places. 12 places mm-hmm. uh, you don't have too many options uh, because we need to see like well, we need something for 80, 80 to 100 people we need. Yeah. So, especially to grow into. So, we saw some places, and then at some point, we, we walked into this house and just felt like this is. We, we walked through the door and we're like, 
if there are two bedrooms, then this is going to work. <laughs> so, because, and it, you probably have to see some photos, but it, it's, it's, it's pretty, it's a very beautiful place with a very large space, high ceilings, mm -hmm. like just made for entertainment. Not saying that a service is entertainment, but like, I, it's, it's perfect for, for a congregation. We, we have multiple bathrooms and children's room and nursery all in this house mm -hmm. and just like uh, again coming from a place where it's like people trying to discourage or um with, with negative thoughts uh, and just um, i have to give chilene the credit here well and god uh, but just being consistently looking for that mm -hmm. and just having the faith for for something to uh yeah make that work so it's it's really like it's I, in your heart yeah yeah I was going to say, uh, the other thing you didn't mention is uh, when I pulled up to park the first time we came to visit, uh, you also have a beautiful baptismal tank yes. Uh, yes. right out in the front. <laughs> I, we, we, we will get you to send a couple of photos and I'll, I'll edit them into the video sure. so that people watching on YouTube can actually see because this is an incredible gift from God. Yes, and, uh, you know, I, I love the fact that uh, I I personally love the fact that God uses our wives, Daniel, to to speak to us and to help motivate us and push us forward. Uh, this has been my experience over my ministry. Uh, when, when, Clyde and, when Clyde and Marion first approached us about taking over First Century Foundations, um, I dragged my heels like like crazy. I mean, I was in a I was in a big church in Mississauga. I was we were doing great. It was all everything was good. And it was Sharon who finally one day said to me, I, I don't understand. You know, what is it that you're waiting for? You you were made for this, right? So so our wives, we need our wives to help motivate us and and move us ahead. And sometimes to to sort of push the dream. And uh, so Jaylene, you were gonna say something about all of that. Yeah, well, I was just going to say, like, um, the the place that we were renting before in this high-rise uh, building was, it was a lot of money. And we we mm -hmm. didn't have the opportunity to do a lot of things throughout the week. We wouldn't have been able to have, like, worship ministry or children's ministry outside of just, like, the congregational setting. So this is one reason why it pushed us to look for something different. And in Israel, what you have to understand is that um, this is a Jewish country. It, it, Jewish religion is very strong here. So it, people aren't very accepting of what we're doing here. And so the idea of being in a home and doing something like that was just like really kind of an, a, a big idea. You know, it, it's not something that a lot of people would do here. Um, but because it was so expensive to be in this small space, it's this is one of the most expensive cities to live in. Um, we thought, let, let's see what the pricing is in like a big home and, and go from there. And so this place that we're, we have now is the exact same price that we were paying at, in the small for the small office space. But we have the ability to do anything that we want in ministry. Um, so that for us was just huge. And then we live here on the top floor. It's a five level um, uh, property and we live on the top floor. So we're able to like, you know, just with maintenance of the place and everything. It was ideal for us because when we were looking for apartments in the city, we couldn't find anything we could afford in the city. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Lord, if you're calling us to Herzliya, 
then I'm not going to live in the city next door because it's cheaper. Then there's no point of me moving from Jerusalem. Like, like, that's how I saw it. Mm-hmm. If you're calling us to the city, then you're going to make a way in the city. And so this just worked out. It was the ideal situation. And right. it has been it has been an incredible experience being here in this facility. Well, and Shalene just mentioned it. We, we, the rent for the two places is the same, but now that we live here as well, we pay rent at the congregation. And that basically, compared to the other place, we, we, we save uh, a third uh, of the cost. So the yeah. congregation wow. saves that money. So yeah, so it really helps us it as really a congregation as well. Helps us, yeah. helps the congregation saving uh, a good chunk of money compared yeah. to the other place and we get so much more yeah so exactly it's, yeah it's it's really the the dream scenario yeah wonderful wonderful well it's amazing when when the lord is up to something uh he puts it together and you know we just have to kind of follow along and i just uh, am so blessed to see you guys so blessed and you know we when i first met you you know we i think i think you invited me for dinner in Jerusalem, and none of this Herzliya thing was even happening at that point. But yeah. it was amazing to see how how God has brought you along this journey, and um, yes. to visit the congregation. I have to say, if if people are listening, watching, um, you know, they stream their services. I haven't seen one recently, but but the worship is powerful. the The young lady that you have leading worship, she is phenomenal. And yeah, and, uh, yeah, and that was the couple that was at the beach with you guys, right? If I'm putting it all together correctly, yeah, uh, yeah, we we met them on that Shabbat. And uh, by the way, if you go, if you go there on Shabbat, you might actually land on one where they give you lunch too, which is yes. that was phenomenal. And you guys, you're in a unique you're in a unique neighborhood. Um, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about sort of Herzliya and the the uh, the context that you're ministering to there, because you know I met a number of people who were sort of expats living in the country, um, and there were others there who were Israeli. But but tell us about the context and about what God is doing. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a really good mix of locals of internationals. Uh, the, the look, the area, the neighborhood where we're living is is like an interesting environment. Uh, we, we have different ambassadors as, as our neighbors. Uh, we have different amb- ambassadors actually joining the congregation. Uh, so that is fun. Our internationals are mainly people working for different embassies. We have, uh, I think sometimes I count the nationalities and it's like 12 to 14 different yeah. uh, nationalities that we, that we have present. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is even the flair of Herzliya. It's like very international. And yeah. uh, what what we really just love about being here is that we're connected. Like it, it's difficult for a pastor uh, to to tell his congregation, hey, uh, share with your neighbor, talk to your friends, uh, and invite them to the congregation and, and be witnesses. And then, well, they can say, well, you don't even live here. So <laughs> you may do the same, but uh, we don't see it. Uh, anyway, so that is kind of the, the great thing. I'm I'm preaching to myself as well uh, when I say these things, but also for us getting into uh, the families through our kids at preschool and all that. It's uh, it's 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 fine. It, it feels very very special uh, to us, and 
So Herzliya is also a very high-tech yeah. city. It's one of the mm-hmm. wealthiest cities per capita in Israel. So we okay. have we're in a very wealthy um, area here. A lot, like very Daniel expensive. said, a, a very expensive. It's one of the most expensive um, cities in uh, Israel. So we're kind of around a lot of like we're in a big home. So a lot of the people around us live in very large properties um, and people are very wealthy. And there's a lot of like influential people that live in this city. So we're we're also very humbled, honestly, to be here because it's like Uh we just don't feel like we have all these ambassadors coming to our, our meetings and people that are really influential people that are really re- high tech. And we're like, Lord, you chose us. We are like the weakest, like, you know, if we're not the smartest people on the blog, I mean, Daniel's Daniel's very smart, but um, no, I, I'm always <laughs> teaching myself like Lord, the Lord really, we don't need to be perfect for the Lord to put us in ministry. We don't need to be, you know, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but we just don't need to be this perfect person for the Lord to put us in this kind of situation. And that's what I'm learning. The Lord's grace is so sufficient for us and um, he's using us. And I, I don't even understand it, but God is using our experience and our witness to just be a light to the, the people around us. And that just amazes me every day. The people that we're meeting here, we have both of our daughters in uh, Israeli schools here. And that was very intentional for us. We thought if they're, if they're growing up here, they need to have Israeli friends. They need to be really in that system. And so we've met so many incredible parents through through their schools and become really good friends with many of them. I have groups we meet um, together and just hearing their stories and um, being able to be a light there. I think, God, like, if not me, like who else do they have in their lives to just like share hope and light to them? Um, so I, I just feel very honored. We both feel very honored and privileged to be here in this kind of a situation. It's, yeah, it's just amazing. Yeah, and you just like, just the last week, Chalene had mentioned that she's, and she, she's been in touch a little bit more than I am uh, with moms or parents from, from the school and just talking to them and hearing their story, uh, talking openly about divorce or abortion. Uh, abortion and I all mean, that. all it's like, sorts it's, of things. It's so like, when these things are just normal that you just throw them out there and it's like uh, open for discussion, uh, that's, uh, it's scary yeah. uh, to, to hear these things. It's uh, like, it's maybe healthy for us to come out of our uh, Christian believing bubble where you don't hear these things. And it's, mm-hmm. it's a great opportunity just to, yeah. uh, obviously we don't throw the whole new Testament in there right now uh, at once, but like just, uh, like encouraging them even just for a simple conversation with the husband mm-hmm. uh, where it's like, Oh yeah, maybe I should do this. And uh, yeah, just some encouragement is, is great to, to do that and uh, be in that, be in that environment. Yeah. And we feel like we're really called right now. I really feel like we're called to minister to these kinds of people that are just, you know, they're in the world and they just have, They've, a lot of them have heard about Christianity. They they understand that. Um, but just to be there 
and just to sit with them and have like a hot drink and, and just talk about life. I mean, we need believers more so in these kinds of situations in these contexts because sometimes we get so stuck in like what Daniel said like a Christian bubble that it like shocks us whenever we hear these kinds of things and it should like it's it was hard it's hard for me to hear this sometimes but if I'm not there and I'm not and I just feel like these women need somebody they need somebody to just be there be a light like, I, I know that they see my life and they see like a blessed life. They see a blessed marriage. They see blessed kids. And one day I know they're going to come to me and say, Jolene, how is it that you have like you and your husband love each other so much? You know, like, how is it that you're doing it? How is it that your kids are like just so, you know, kind or so loving? And so, you know, we're developing these relationships, believing that the Lord's going to use them. And eventually these people will, will be saved. Amen. Amen. Well, that that really, you know, answers a question about sort of the vision for the future and why it is that you're there. And I'm so excited to to be able to, uh, you know, pray along with you guys about that. Now, I want to just I want to maybe point something out here. You're you're in a very wealthy area, but really all that means for you as a as a congregation trying to do ministry there is that it's extremely expensive. Yeah. Um, uh, it doesn't just because you're in a wealthy area doesn't make you wealthy. Just like, no. just like going to church doesn't no. make you a Christian. <laughs> That's right. That's right. right? Uh, so, so I, I like to maybe point that out for people because, you know, as a ministry here in Canada, we try and come alongside ministries in Israel and, and help in any way that we can. And, um, you know, for, for your congregation, I think you, you mentioned before we came on here that uh, that was recently a, a piano that we were able to provide for you guys and you know if you're if you're listening today uh this is the kind of of ministry that we are able to do with uh, the the money that you give we can help with these practical things uh we've helped with i think renovations in the past and chairs and and uh everything to sort of set up uh, set up a congregation and uh so i think that it's important for people to know that you're not uh, you're not there, uh, you know, making big money being pastors in this area. You guys are, Absolutely. you guys are getting by and Jaylene, you have to work full time still. And, and uh, so I want people to know that and understand that, uh, you know, this context that, that you are ministering in, because it's such a wealthy area, it actually makes it way more difficult uh, because of the cost of living and, and everything that you guys have to sort of rise up to being in that environment. It's, it's very true. And when you see the house we get to live in and have the privilege to live in, and didn't you may get the idea, oh, um, they, they're well taken care of. Uh, then you see the car. And it's like something we're, is off. We're <laughs> driving a very so, run down that's on its last it leg. The two things don't they match. They don't match. It's so, so true. Uh, so that, and then <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe that is an important point as well, uh, because Canada, North America is way different. So why are we here in Hetzliya? And that is something that goes back to uh, a vision that, that Wayne Hilson had, the founder of King of Kings, uh, who who looked through, he made a little bit of a survey and he came 
um, across that there is only two cities in Israel without a congregation. And one of the two cities was Herzliya. And that's where he started to pray into this and talk about this with the executive team. And that's where they said, well, let's see if we find somebody there uh, who, who could plant a small group. And that's how it really started with that idea. Hey, we got to do something because there is nothing for believers in yeah. Herzliya. So uh, when you have that vision, when you have that goal, you also know a little bit what you get yourself into it. Uh, financially, but it's not that we saw the city, okay, there are already five churches there, let's get a King of Kings church there as well to be uh, present, but it's really like, uh, yeah, helping to transform uh, the city and influence the city uh, with right. uh, this group of believers yeah. uh, that we gather here. Yeah, so. and it's hard to imagine for anybody coming from, you know, Canada, for instance, that in a, in a city of 100,000 people, there's no like real messianic yeah. uh, Christian church here. There, There's a couple other small, like uh, there's a Filipino church that meets. There's also an, um, an East Indian church that, that was and is no longer. But we are really the first messianic congregation in Herzliya that mm-hmm. we know of. And the others you don't of. even find. Like it's, the, they're not online. Like you don't find them like they're just yeah. maybe an underground yeah small small right. group or, or something so so we we got god put us here for a reason there is no question that we are supposed to be here and he has been providing thank god he's been providing every step of the way but yes it's very expensive mm-hmm. and it's and during this covid time for many of us have experienced this how it's just been a struggle because people aren't able to be here so it's you know, the tithe and offerings go down here and they fluctuate. Thank God we've, we've, a lot of people have been so faithful to give and he's been really sustaining us and we're, we're so grateful for that. But um, yeah, there's still lots of things that we need, but the Lord will, will provide as he always has. And yeah. But thank you for your, for your work, for your support. Yes. First Century Foundation that your team is putting in. Yeah. Uh, and and helping not just King of Kings, Herzliya, but uh, King of Kings so ministries, ministries, but so many other ministries yeah. here in Israel. You guys are doing an absolutely great job. Yeah. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. And we're humbled to be able to do it. It's uh, very, very exciting, you know, for, for us and for many Canadians to be able to be connected to something that that, that is bringing the the gospel uh, you know the message of the love of Yeshua to the Jewish people, to Arabs, to the to the nation of Israel. So uh, that is um, our honor and our privilege. But uh, we um, we miss you guys. We miss being able to come and visit, and we hope that uh, sometime, maybe next year, maybe next year, we'll be able to come. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's certainly been interesting for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I was thinking about the fact that you're there in that neighborhood surrounded by ambassadors, but you, you know, you really are in exactly the right place because you're there as, as ambassadors as well. Um, yeah. I'm dating myself, but way back in the day, we used to sing a song uh, in youth group. We are Christ's ambassadors. That was, that was a, a chorus that we sang uh, as, as young people, you guys wouldn't have heard it, but uh, you truly are 
you truly are ambassadors in that in that area where God has placed you. And I think that that's just an amazing, amazing call that he has on your life. Before we finish today, how can how can people pray for you? How can how can they sort of connect their hearts with your heart and what it is you're doing and your vision for the future? Well, really, the vision is to to join forces with believers here in Israel, in, in Herzliya, uh, the locals, the internationals, and get them all uh, together and influence the city and reach out to yeah. to Israelis, yeah. Uh, to uh, yeah, to to the people here that are locals in in, in Herzliya. That's kind of the main goal, revealing the true face of, of Yeshua to uh, to them. Uh, more concrete, like one of, I think really the, the, the biggest success in outreach is something we had last Christmas, which sounds funny because usually we try to use uh, the Jewish holiday or the biblical holidays uh, to, to like get, invite people and get a little bit of a messianic uh, sense in there. But uh, last year we used Christmas and like, and Israelis love Christmas. Sounds maybe weird because they, they don't believe in Jesus and, and all that, uh, but they like the Christmas atmosphere. So we we opened up uh, the, the driveway and, and just had, uh, we sang choral, uh, we carols. carols. Uh, we had like a little bit of a... Um, we had a, day, just a um, celebration with cookies, cookies and, and like, drinks, yeah. and it was outside with the nativity mm, set, right? And, and it drew in a lot of people. That was that was huge. That yeah. was a huge success for us. And we said for sure we're going to do this next year. And then here we are. Right now we we're allowed to have twenty people uh, in one meeting outside and ten inside. So we don't want to eliminate it, but we just have to, these days. We just have to think very creatively. And mm -hmm. find a way how to make this work, either in shifts or mm -hmm. I don't know, especially when you invite people and you don't want to have them RSVP or, or something like that. So that is really just something very creative to make this work yeah. uh, and do this in person, not as maybe online. Mm -hmm. uh, because you get your, your own people, you may get online, but reaching out to new people in your city is a little bit more difficult to do that online. And then we, we've been meeting in the park lately uh, because we we can't really meet inside. Ten people doesn't make much sense uh, to, to start a meeting. So we've been meeting in the, in the park just two minutes from here. And the main point is to, to really have fellowship time, to, to see each other. We have a service still online, but really to meet at the park. And then we, we do some worship and a prayer time uh, together. And we do it out in the open. And it's kind of as if God is forcing us to, uh, to just mm -hmm. to, to live our faith in. Uh, outside. Yeah. Like the, the park is full of kids and yeah. other families are coming and having a picnic. And uh, the worship is, I wouldn't say it's, we, we don't have a loudspeaker, but like Daniela is like her voice. You can hear her through the whole park. And <laughs> number one, it's beautiful. And then, then uh, just being able to, to, to be this light, light uh, there and, and share what we're doing. It's, it's really like as if God is uh, putting, putting this, this restriction on us to, to be exposed uh, right. to, to the people here in Hetzliya. So it's like, uh, it's, it's almost a blessing. Mm -hmm. uh, we were getting into the rainy season, so we're gonna look at that a little bit differently. Uh, but right. the, the summer has almost been, you can, if you look at it, it's, it's not just, all bad it's it's really 
uh, a blessing to be to have that opportunity as well. Yeah. So but for for me, a big prayer would just be we we've really been praying for this um, for the salvation of people in the city. Um, I, I have such a burden for it is just to see people's lives changed and transformed. And we have a big vision for the city. We, we see ourselves just as, as a ministry expanding and trying to help in whatever way we can. Um, so just, just praying with us just for the salvation of the people here that God would speak to their hearts and come alive in people. And also for those that are believers here to just awaken in them like a desire to share the good news with their friends, to share it with their coworkers, to, to not be afraid and to, to be bold in that. So I would say for salvation, for creativity through the season of life that we're in, God, how can we reach people? How can we, um, how can we be a light? How can we reach new people coming? Because, you know, there's a lot of expats that come and go. How can we reach those new people that are coming? Um, and so, yeah, just for creativity in the season and for us also as leaders, just to stay focused on the course that God has for us and not to be discouraged, mm-hmm. not lose, lose heart or anything, but just to keep going and, and keep, you know, doing what God's called us to do. Cause it's very easy to be discouraged in the season. Um, it's, it's hard when you're not being able to meet with other people, and um, so now we're starting to see a little bit of light. We're back at the park, but we really want to be back here too, because still there's a lot of people who will not meet at the park. There's still people who are still right. worried and afraid to even gather at the park, which is crazy to think for me sometimes, but there are those people. And so we haven't seen them in almost a year, you know, like, wow. so, yeah. So just God, we need something to happen with this COVID like, you know, I think we're all praying about that together. It's like, God, yes, come yes. on. We need a move. We need something to happen here. So I think that that's pretty yeah. much it. Hey, babe. Yeah, it's good. Hey, well, listen, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us on the podcast today. And if you're listening, uh, you know, take those prayer requests to heart, jot them down and uh, pray for Daniel and Jaylene and for the ministry in Herzliya, Israel. And I know that uh, I know it means a lot. Uh, I, I travel all through Israel and talk to leaders there all the time, and they all tell me the same thing. Uh, you know, the the money is great, the projects are awesome, but but knowing that people who don't even know us and and they pray for us, that is something really special. Would that be? It's it's really awesome. Like it's 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 great to have people like family, friends praying, but but like people who who just hear these stories, join this this interview watch it and, and feel led to pray for us. It's like, it's it, a privilege. Wow, for us. It's, like it's amazing. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. For us. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a, yeah. Well, huge. I know. And, uh, and I just, I encourage you if you're listening, do that, take this, take this on your heart and, uh, pray for Daniel and Jaylene by name. And their two girls, uh, their names Ella are. And Mila. Yes. Ella and Mila. Mila, M- you sort of M I L A. 
you cut out there just for for a second. Um, so yeah, so pray for them by name, and uh, God knows who they are, and now you know who they are, and you can you can lift them before the Lord, and we encourage you to do that. Anyway, thanks for being with us today, and God bless you guys. Thanks, thanks so much. Thank you for joining us for the podcast today. And I hope that Daniel and Jalene's story is refreshing for you, is challenging to you. And I hope that you will pray for them and for the congregation in Herzliya. It's an amazing work that God has called them to and a very great example of the ministries that we support, the types of ministries that we support in the land of Israel. Daniel and Jalene are uh, just doing an incredible job. They have such a vision and such a heart and such a passion for that city. And I would encourage you to pray for those requests that they mentioned. They just have a passion to see salvations happen in the city of Herzliya, to see people come to know Yeshua, and for that uh, that desire to awaken in the hearts of believers to share the good news with their neighbors. And they also said, you know, pray for them, for their family, pray that they would be encouraged and motivated, and uh, that God would continue to use them, that they would not get discouraged. We want to just lift all of those things before the Lord. And you can be a part of what's happening in Herzliya through your prayers, and also, if you would like to give, we want to encourage you, firstcenturyfoundations.com forward slash donate. You can make a charitable contribution through our ministry, either in Canada or the United States. We can receipt you for your giving. And we know, I know, that if you help ministries in the land of Israel, that, that God will bless you. He will pour out his favor on you as you sow that seed into Israel and to his heart for the Jewish people. And so just be encouraged today. Thank you so much for tuning in and for listening. We want to remind you that uh, we have some great products on our website, things that you can get there. Uh, my book, Praying for the Peace of Jerusalem, is there. Our new documentary series, Miraculous Victories of Israel, is on there. And six one-hour documentaries about how God has intervened over the centuries for the Jewish people and on behalf of the, the people of Israel. Uh, both in the Old Testament all the way into modern days. And we just encourage you to check those out. MiraculousVictories.com is the website. And uh, I would just uh, love it if you would go and uh, see what that's all about. I know that uh, that would be a, a real challenge for you and a real uh, something that would really minister to you. And so we encourage you to do that. Um, again, thanks for tuning in today. God bless you. And remember, as Christians, we stand with Israel.